Welcome back to another episode of Give Them Growth. It is so hard for me to say that. I have no idea why. Maybe it's because I have literally 21 episodes of me saying welcome back to another episode of I Love That For You. And let me just tell you, it is a struggle for me every time my brain just wants to break out and say, I love that for you because that is my energy, but we are, we have switched it up. We've changed the name of the show. So I need to get with the freaking programming. Okay. But has this week been killing everyone or is it just me? I actually know it's not just me because I have literally surveyed so many people and something is in the energy. It's in the air. And whether it was Mercury was in retrograde, we had a full moon Friday the 5th. Friday the 5th was also like a lot of fives. I know we talked a little bit about signs and symbols last week, but or angel numbers. Five, the fifth month. Friday is the fifth day of the week. It was the fifth. And there was a full moon, which was like a full flower moon, which I am not 1000% educated on the moons. I'm not even going to play with you. But I will say that the energy had me 10 types of fucked up. I was, I think I cried every day last week. Not going to lie. As we've gone over before, I am a crier. I will cry about it and it will feel good. And then I'll move on and go about my business. But it is an emotional stress release. And there was so much stressful energy last week. I just needed to freaking cry about it. And I will always. This week, I really, because of the energy, I'm feeling called to release an episode about trusting in yourself. And I felt this past week, I was really challenged to trust in myself and trust what I believe is right for me, which isn't always a resounding theme of everyone around you. And I know in the past, I'm the first person to survey the room. I love to get other people's opinions. And sometimes I think it's like a good thing. And other times I think I take it a little too far. Like, for instance, I will believe a psychic and everything they say about what my life is going to look like in the future. And that's like not the vibe that I'm trying to bring forward, I don't think, because I don't know. I think I get wrapped up in the idea that like someone's going to know more about what's going on in my life than I do. And they can like lead me through the bullshit because sometimes the bullshit of life just gets to you so hard that you have a hard time seeing what the next step is and where you need to go and what you need to do. And wouldn't it be so nice if you just had to go to this magical lady and she sat in a room that was all smoke screens and like vibey candles. And she just told you that like your life's going to be okay. You're going to like get everything you've ever dreamed of and like happily ever after. It's a fucking fairy tale. Like does not 
Like, is that not a like theme that everyone wants in their life? Because that that is what I've been going for. But, but that's not reality. And that is not something that, like I said, I want to carry through to this next stage in my life. And this big full moon was supposed to be the closing of chapters that you opened starting in 2021. So whatever was going on in your life in 2021, like everything is starting to come to a final closing chapter. Like what are you bringing forward with this next energy? And we are about to go into the summer, whether you're having a hot girl summer, hot boy summer, whatever you're doing, there's some renewed energy going into May and into June. And I feel like this is the start of what you want to see in your life coming into fruition. At least for me, that's what I feel. And I think it really starts with honing in on my own practice of self-belief and it's taken me a while, I feel, to get there. And honestly, if we were to be like accurate with timelines, 2021, I really had to trust in myself and be there for myself. And I really dove into a sphere of self-development. And some people, that's not the path for them. They're not going to read a bunch of books and listen to a bunch of podcasts. Some people are able to do it with their own self-discovery which I think is fucking beautiful if you're able to come to um, enlightenment in your life just through life experience. God bless. I just like to read about it (laughs) and make the application in my life, but I like a path forward. I like to know things are possible and I like to see what the future could hold, maybe not in a psychic form, but I don't know if Oprah was able to go from sleeping on a porch because she wasn't allowed to sleep in her house because she was a black young girl then. um, And now she's sleeping in the biggest mansion in like what Montecito, wherever the fuck she lives. Things are possible for you and the limits are as we said before, unlimited. So why wouldn't you want to see that in other people so you can have a sense to see that in yourself? And it's the self-trust, the knowing that you'll make the right decisions and having faith in the process and the journey and it gets rough, but there's not really a bailout or a fail safe where I'm sorry, like a psychic's not going to like fix my problems. A psychic's going to tell me what I want to hear in a way and channel the energy of the moment. But if there's one thing I know is energy comes and goes, there's different seasons of your life where different things are possible and all possibilities are present at one moment. It's all about the decisions we make. And sometimes we are guided towards those decisions. And sometimes we are deterred and we take a different path. It doesn't mean that the path that you choose is any less great or it's going to lead you to a different place. 
you could still end up in the same pretty like white picket friend's house if you really want that, but you might just take a longer path or you might need to learn the lessons that you need to learn. And you can only learn things by trusting in your own beliefs. Because if you learn lessons that other people have learned or want you to learn, it's not your authentic experience. Like your parents can't go through life for you. Your friends can't go through life for you. And if you base all your decisions off of what those people are saying, you're not authentically learning what you need to learn out of life. And you'll keep repeating the same freaking mistakes over and over. And that is just not the energy, my guys. That's not the vibe. So originally, this episode was supposed to be about tarot, 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 whatever you want to call it, or astrology, and a kind of mix of that. But as Mercury retrograde would be doing her shit, it fell through. And another episode that I was supposed to record fell through. And I would like to say that I am the type to roll with the punches. Like I had this beautiful set plan because as I've said in the first one, this season I wanted to be really intentional and plan things out and give myself time and space. And clearly the universe like did not want that for me because like, Interviews that I had scheduled for weeks were canceled last minute. And my beautiful plan that I had made is foiled just like that. And I was left with, I have myself to record with. And to me, that is just a message from the universe, which I would like to accept that I need to get back into me being the centralized recording person because until the podcast is at the level where I have these reliable guests that are coming on, and not to say these people are not reliable, but clearly the connection was not there for them to come on. And I would still love to have them on. I think they will still be on the podcast, but maybe it is not my purpose to have an interview-based podcast. And I think that's what I've been striving for and what I enjoy because I love conversation and I love hearing people's opinions, but maybe I need to be more focused on what my own thought process is. So I'm taking what the universe is giving me and applying my own thought process through it and coming to this conclusion. So when things get messed up and you don't have the ability to go according to plan, you really have to channel what is right in front of you. And what is right in front of me is this mic, is this computer. And I will sit here and I will talk until I'm blue in the face. Not really. I will talk for like an hour and I will get out this this content, this beautiful expression of my voice, my thoughts, because I believe that they matter. They may not matter to everyone on the planet right now, but 
as I've said before, if I am affecting even one person, if one person can take something positive from me spewing my thoughts, like God bless. Thank you. And I love you and I appreciate you. And I hope that anything that I've said has that impact and can make someone feel less alone because there have been so many times in my life where I felt completely alone in my thought process. And it wasn't that I was completely alone. It was that I was not connecting at the level that I needed to with those around me. And sometimes it feels shameful to share these things and you don't want to let people into what's going on in your brain or what thoughts you're having. But I promise you around the people around you are there for a reason. And I believe we're all going through relatively the same shit, different, different fonts, different genres, but the same fucking shit. We're all fucking struggling and we just have, or some people are thriving. Don't get me wrong. Some people are thriving, but I think everyone is, has their little struggles that they go through in life. And sometimes those little struggles turn into big struggles, but the people around you, as I said, are there for a reason. So to utilize that energy and those experiences of somebody else, it helps you realize your own path in this and your own thought process in that you too can get through whatever you're getting through because the girl next to you is doing the same fucking thing. Like me and my friend Megan, we both had a stressy, we used to call these weeks stressy, depressy weeks because that's just cuter, you know, like when you're crying and miserable, it's very cute to be like, I'm just stressy, depressy. And that's fun. It's a lot more fun than saying that you're miserable and you're crying and you just don't feel good and you can't explain it. And it makes it fun. So if anyone would like to have a stressy, depressy week, I like feel that for you. Or if you had one, I fucking feel that for you. And I want you to know you are not alone. I am there for you, big dog. But anyway, I digress. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode today because I am just fucking free balling. But I will say the girl who I was supposed to record with, she was unable to record when we needed to. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to come over. I'm going to read your cards. And I was so supercharged by the energy at that time. I was like, heck yeah, I need my cards read. I need to like find some clarity. Like maybe I'll get a message out and I'll have this renewed thought process and I'll come to new conclusions on why I'm so upset this week and calm myself down. And she came over and she was like, oh, shoot, I forgot my whole deck of cards. Like I don't have these cards. And I felt almost a weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, dude, that is a motherfucking sign for me because I was going into this situation asking somebody else to solve the rampant thoughts in my brain in the cycle of what if this, what if that, and 
I was just going a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know? And and I ended up like having a full sense of peace and we just had one of the most beautiful conversations and it was open and it was, and granted, I do not know this girl that well. Like we are now friends, like she is now my friend. But before this, we'd only met once before in person when she read my cards on Halloween. I have not seen this girl since Halloween. And she came over to my house and we had the most beautiful, open conversation. And it allowed me to come to some amazing conclusions on my own. And one of the biggest things that I took from that conversation is we are all bringing our own trauma into situations. We're all bringing our own past judgment, our own skeletons that are in the closet, our own hurt feelings. And when you're hurt in a certain way, you learn how to protect yourself. And you think that protection is helping you, but it's really guarding you from the possibility of something different. Because like I've said, there are ultimate possibilities open within this world and they're all present at every time. We have the choices to either make the same decisions that we've been making or try a different path, try a different level of understanding, try a different level of grace. Everyone comes to the table with their own shit. So if you're not able to take a step back and understand that people's actions are not meant to hurt you. They're coming from their own hurt place. So when I treat someone and they come in in a God awful mood and they're upset and they're angry, that has nothing to do to me with me. That has not everything to do with what that person's going through at that moment. Same thing with your friends. They, they can be great pieces of advice or great people to go to to vent. But if you don't have a clear grasp on how you feel about a situation, it's so easy to be persuaded to believe that this is happening because of what this person has experienced in their own life. Because they've seen it before in their own life and they're trying to help you. They're trying to give you that that upper hand, that knowledge. But the truth is no one has a fucking upper hand in life. No one actually knows the possibility of any situation. No one does. I don't. My friends don't. The psychic in her little beautiful room does not know the possibility of every situation because I have gone to like true, like true story. I went to a psychic when I was in college and I really liked a guy like we were, we just started seeing each other and she was like, Oh my girl, this, you and him, mm, it's it. You guys are going to get together. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yay. He's amazing. So excited. And then, uh, like a couple months later I found out that, or like the universe revealed to me in the most fun way. It was like, honestly, the best, like, honestly, like this story is one of like the best stories of my life because (laughs) 
I will share it. I think it's really funny. So I was seeing this guy and I thought things were going great because like things were going well. Like we were going on dates. We liked each other. I like didn't know if he was seeing anyone else. But at one point we got to like, I think it was like a couple months in and I was like, hey, like, are you seeing other people? If you are, just let a girl know so I can make the appropriate decisions that I need to make in my life. I was just asking for communication and honesty so I could make an accurate decision in my own life. And he was like, no, like, why would I do? No, like, it's you and me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. But his words and his actions weren't totally matching up in my brain. I was like, "Mm, I don't know. My spidey senses are tingling. So anyway, I kept living and we were both up at school for the summer. And I like had this weird feeling one day when I was at the pool. So like, this is why I think I'm very intuitive because I had this weird feeling at the pool. I was like, one of these girls is fucking him. I was like, I know it. I don't know why. Cause it's not like we were like anywhere near him, but I just like had a feeling. I was like, one of these girls is fucking him. And lo and behold, one of my friends goes up to a girl who she knew from home. And like, she's like, she doesn't go here. Like, why is she here? She came up here to be with that man for the summer before she went back to school in Florida. So he was willing to lie to get what he wanted He wanted to have his cake and eat it too, which is like, fine. Like what guy in college isn't trying to have his cake and eat it too? Like the ones who aren't are like, I believe they are men. They know what they want. I think a man knows what they want out of a situation. A boy is confused. And I'm not saying every girl is a woman and knows that what she wants either. No, a lot of us are fucking confused in college and we hurt people by not being sure of what we want in life. So anyway, I ended up going back to that same psychic and she was like, oh girl, <laughs> like, and she didn't talk like that, but she was like, oh girl, like, no, he was not the one. And I was like, yeah, dude, like I figured that out for myself. And I don't know why that wasn't a bigger moment of me being like, they don't have great ability to I believe they really don't have great ability to predict the future, but they can tell you a version that might be in the energy of that moment. So yes, you can get an energy reading of the moment, but the moment doesn't predict the rest of your life. A moment can never predict the rest of forever. All of us have had the shittiest moments of our life. All of us have had incredible, wonderful, beautiful moments but nothing lasts forever. And it's the journey through it. There are going to be ups, there's going to be downs. And ultimately you have to choose whatever path is going to be best for you. And that might change your definition of what is best for you may have so many different versions that you're not even able to comprehend at this moment. But It's the trust in yourself and the trust and belief that no matter what happens, you know what's best for you and you will make the decisions based on who you are and what you're trying to call into your life. And I've had to go inward and reassess what exactly I'm trying to call into my life and what exactly I want to allow 
and how I want to function as a human. And it comes down to your integrity and your word and how you want to be as a person. And I, as a human being, like I want to have a lot of grace for people. I want to have a lot of compassion. I want to have a lot of understanding. But I think for me, it's a two, it's a double-edged sword in the sense I can have that, but I need to make sure if I do have all this compassion, this understanding, this love that I want to give people, I also have to have communication for myself when times feel like things are not moving the way I need them to, or I feel disrespected in any way. Because if I have a feeling, I need to address it. And not, I don't need to address it in like a combative, like, what the fuck are you trying to do type of way? But I need to be clear and communicative for those to treat me the way I deserve. And that goes for my friends, that goes for relationships, that goes for my work, that goes for everything. And I think finding your voice in certain situations can be one of the most difficult things to do. Because for me, losing people-pleasing tendencies is hard. Like I don't want to upset people and I want to have a lot of empathy for people but my empathy for others can't be a detriment to myself. So I have to respect myself enough to communicate when I don't feel like people are showing up the way I need them to and allow them to come and go if they're not meant to be there. So in the spirit of finding your voice, understanding what you want. I think one of the biggest things that's helped me with that is channeling my younger self or addressing my inner child because we all are repeating patterns in our life that start from the point of childhood. And I think when you're able to connect with the person inside of you that's gone through the most and didn't have the protection or support that maybe you always needed as a child or didn't have the love that you needed as a child. And I'm not trying to get like really mushy-gushy with this episode, but connecting to your younger self can reveal a lot about the person who you are and the person that you've always wanted to be. I personally believe that when you're younger, you're most connected to your soul. And your soul is what is supposed to be guiding you through life. Like that is the purest form of yourself. And um, I think getting back into what brought you happiness as a young child, whether that is like listening to the music of that time or even like going into the habits or hobbies that you used to have as a kid, like I was a tuck my shirt in, put on the music videos of the early 2000s and shake my little booty in front of the TV, I can still be doing that now. And I still strive to do that now. And it's finding those habits that make you or just bring you such pure joy and get you lost in yourself a little bit 
and lost in the experience of who you are. So whether that was, like I said, dancing in the living room, or maybe you used to bake with your mom or gardening, coloring, freaking playing with Play-Doh. Like one year I brought Play-Doh so I could just like fuck around and find out, you know? (laughs) Like I just wanted to be a kid and de-stress my brain because we're on our phones all the time, which I think our love-hate relationship with my phone. But taking a second to like step away from that and do something that used to bring you joy and get lost in it. Like buy a fucking coloring book and some colored pencils and just take a second to not be all caught up in the rush of your life and the rush of needing to do that, this, that, or the other. And I think it's really important to understand those things about yourself. So I'm going to challenge you at this point in time to pause this episode. If you're driving, drive your car, like don't stop and do this, but take a second and just, you can either say it aloud or write it down on a piece of paper if you're chilling and write down three things that make you think or like three activities, three things that make you think of joyful moments in your life. And you can pause now. Okay. Now that we're playing again, I'm going to give you my three, which were dancing I used to go roller skating a lot. I used to love roller skating. It would totally remind me of bringing like, I I would pretend I was going to a nightclub on the roller rink. Like it was elite for me. I was like skating around like, yes, this is what it's going to be like when I'm an adult in the clips, shaking my little booty to these songs. But I wish they played the songs that they played at the roller rink in the club still, you know, because early 2000s music hits like no other. If you do not agree with that statement, we are we will never agree on anything. So, no, I'm joking. But um, like I said, dancing, roller skating and then playing basketball, field hockey, playing sports. I used to have such joy as a kid when I used to play sports there's a there's a good amount of anxiety once I got older but when I was a kid and it was just fucking fun and I was just having a good time and enjoying myself and I used to get so red when I played because I'd be hustling my little booty out there and I just loved I loved playing sports it was it was top tier moments of my life um yeah but All these activities started as sources of joy for me, and I love moving my body. I love listening to music, and movement in general is a therapeutic practice, so moving my body gets me out of my head and into the moment, and I honestly crave it, especially as the weather gets warmer. Like I always in the summer take more walks outside. Like I will go on two, three walks a day because I'm just obsessed with getting out of my head and getting into my body because I think my head can sometimes be a dangerous place. 
if I'm left just sitting there scrolling on my phone and I get sick of it and I get sick of watching TV really quickly. Like, I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to watch it a lot. I used to literally like stay up till two, three in the morning watching TV. And I don't even know what the fuck I would be watching. It was just like BS. But I'd just be on there just watching, 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 watching. And now as we've gotten older, social media has taken over so much. So like you can sit there for hours and scroll and look stuff up and go into deep rabbit holes and a lot of times I just need to like physically remove myself from that environment and be out moving my body or doing stuff and creating a sense of busyness in my life because I think not that it's like a good thing to like keep yourself way too busy but having the time and space to do the things that you need to do, but have space for activities that bring you joy and keep you busy and keep you moving and keep you interacting with other people. So this year I started to incorporate those three activities into my daily life. I started breaking out my roller skates and going to late night skates And I started scheduling time for me to turn on old music videos and literally dance like no one is watching because I am not a good dancer. I love dancing. And I have told many a folk that I am a very good dancer. And I think (laughs) I feel bad when I say that to people because like, I think when people hear like I'm a good dancer, they're like, oh yeah, she probably like can dance in like a technically good dancer way. Like, I don't know, but no, I can't actually dance. I just have so much fun doing it that I think it exudes happiness. So I think I give people joy when I dance because I have so much joy in my body when it's happening because my mood is boosted. I feel connected to my happiness and my creativity. And I think it's super easy to get caught up in the routine of life and begin to tell yourself you don't have time or you're too tired from work, but that's a never ending cycle of you allowing yourself to neglect yourself and not take time for you. Like we always have time. It's just the ability to create it and I just think it's funny because like so many people in this world will say, I don't have time to do that, but they had so much time to sit on their couch and like scroll on TikTok. Like what if you took that 20 minutes that you're scrolling on TikTok and fucking do something different, throw a wrench in your schedule, make time for you. And I know that's easier said than done. And a lot of people have other stuff that they're dealing with, like whether Like maybe you work multiple jobs. Maybe you have kids. Like maybe your life is stressful as hell sometimes and it feels like you're drowning in the reality of what you have to do. But there's always, there's always time. There's 24 hours in a day. There's always some time, even if it's only five minutes. Harvard did a study over the last 80 years studying the difference between genes and the presence of joy in people's lives and the effect it has on their health. 
And we're all born with a unique set of genes, 50% from our parents and 50% uniquely coded for us. So the argument is how much do your inherited genes predict the life you were destined to live and how much is within your own personal power. And it's really funny because I feel like I'll have so many patients that come in and they'll be like, my mom had a bad hip. And I'm like, okay, thanks for that knowledge. But because your mom had a bad hip, it does not mean you're going to have a bad hip. Like same thing, like when I was growing up, my mother used to tell me that I was going to have back pain when I got older. And I was like, oh my God, well, got to get ready. I'm going to have really bad back pain when I'm older. Yikes. And that is simply not the fact. I went to a chiropractor. The whole reason I'm a chiropractor went to her. And she was like, no, my girl, you are not necessarily going to be a ba- have a bad back. You have to listen to your body and understand what it needs in that moment in time and respond accordingly. Treat your body with love and it will love you back. And I've held on to that conversation and that sentiment And that's why I'm sitting here today as a chiropractor, as a human that believes in the power of our bodies and the power of taking care of ourselves. So ultimately, scientists began tracking the health of 268 Harvard sophomores in 1938 during the Great Depression. And they hoped the longitudinal study would reveal clues leading to healthy and happy lives. Like even JFK was in this study. Like they've studied the health and happiness and the trajectory of these people's lives. Like what is an indication that someone's going to live longer and be able to create a beautiful life for themselves? And let me tell you, It was not the genes. It was not the crazy exercise habits or the careers that they led or anything from they tracked their failed marriages, their careers, finding love. And when they reviewed all these findings, they were able to gather that at age 50, the cholesterol levels were not what was predicted to increase their health or any type of genetic markers that we look for to try and gauge how healthy we are were not a factor and if they lived longer the people who were the healthiest were those who were most sus- <laughs> sorry who were most satisfied in their relationships and that's friendships work relationships. And I think the biggest relationship is your relationship with yourself. Like, do you know yourself well enough? Do you know what is a good thought pattern, a good feeling for you? What is meant to be in your life? And there's actually a TED Talk that you can watch if you're a little bit more interested in this topic. And it's called What makes a good life lessons from the longest study on happiness in 2015 and it actually has over 13 million views which wild and they identified the strength of their relationships as the greatest predictor in health and 
you quite literally cannot have positive relationships with others if you do not have a positive relationship with yourself. And the ultimate act of self-care is living a life that you do not have to escape from. And happier humans have a greater ability to make positive positive decisions for their overall health and wellness. They get better sleep. They make healthier food choices. But most importantly, it helps you live a happier and more meaningful life. So I'm going to throw it back to what brought you joy in your life from the earliest time you can remember and how does your life now reflect what your truest form of joy is? And I'm not saying like you need to go back to making like paper airplanes or whatever, but maybe you do actually, like I take that back. Maybe you do need to sit down one day and just make some paper airplanes because it's like I said, it's an act that pulls you out of the present moment and, or excuse me, pulls you out of the worries of the future and the stresses of the now and brings you into what is in this current moment. Where's your thought process? What are you thinking about? What is on your mind and how can you bring yourself into the moment and create from that point? I don't think that me going roller skating on a random Tuesday night is like the end all be all of my life. But I know when I go do something like that, I leave feeling revitalized and energized about my own life. And I didn't spend that time sitting on my couch wondering why this wasn't happening or that wasn't happening. I'm putting myself in the moment. I'm being active. I'm bringing in things that I know are going to make me happy. And I'm creating a better relationship with myself. And you don't need to do stuff with other people always. I think sometimes there's this pressure like, oh, I want to go roller skating, but I only want to go if someone comes with me because I don't feel comfortable going by myself. And I really challenge people to the things that you liked doing as a child, do them by yourself. Connect to you in that moment, whether that's freaking going horseback riding, like go, you've always wanted to go horseback riding. That was something that as a kid you wanted to go to, but your parents never let you. Like me, I might be speaking personally. My father thought I was going to get bucked off a horse. But, you know, I need to go horseback riding. I live in Texas and enough of my patients have horses. I'm sure I could like ask to ride a horse. I I feel like that's not a far-fetched thing that I could do, you know. But anyway, I digress because I always do. It's, It's just like being with yourself and being comfortable in your own skin creates better relationships around you and you're able to cultivate more happiness. And if happiness is the success to living the best life you can live, shouldn't we all want to call that into our lives? Like it does not start with how fit we look or what our body does or 
anything like that, if you get attached to the physical appearance of things or trying to look a certain way, you're creating a form of judgment on your life that doesn't need to exist and brings more negativity in than you need for there to be. It's very, I feel like it's one of the easiest things to do and one of the hardest things to do is to just live a life of peaceful happiness. <laughs> I want to cultivate that so badly in my life at all times, but even sometimes I have an issue living completely in a happy and joyful state. I have some days where life just gets me down and it gets to me and that's why the importance of grounding practices with yourself is so helpful. Like if you had a bad day, turn on those crazy music videos or do the thing that used to bring you joy because bringing that into your life will remind you that this moment is just a moment. It's always just a moment. It will always pass. Something new will always happen. We're never stuck for anywhere for too long. Like, honestly, I am going to beat a dead horse with this one, but Soul Cycle. I don't know what fucking juju they are spraying in the room or what fucking Kool-Aid I am sipping on, but that class is has completely changed my mindset in the terms of wanting to push myself beyond my own limits of what I think is possible for myself. And I'm obsessed because I, I just think like it's so easy to get down and so easy to be like, I can't make it through this moment or it's too hard or I don't want to push further. But having the confidence in yourself to give yourself a little bit more like who do you want to be at the end of this? Do you want to be the person who was afraid to push yourself a little harder and afraid to put yourself out there and pushing yourself harder doesn't always mean like physically killing yourself, but like, do you want to be the person who was afraid to do things because you didn't have someone beside you? Do you want to be the person who didn't put themselves out there because of judgment? Do you have a dream or a goal that is on the brink of being something great? Like you feel like it could be something great, but you sit yourself out of the game because your confidence level isn't where you think it should be before you start. And it's never going to be where you want it to be. I hate to tell you that. You're never going to get into a situation and be like, wow, this is perfect. All I have to do is just exist. No, you have to put yourself outside of your comfort zone to get anywhere good. Really, like the best things come on the other side of a hard experience. So creating habits for yourself that remind you of that and putting yourself in situations where you need to trust yourself and experiencing life from that lens of where am I going and what is possible for me are all up 
to how I choose to show up every day. And that doesn't mean showing up in perfection every day. That doesn't mean having the answer to every question and knowing everything from the jump, but it's creating daily habits in your life that remind you of the happiness and joy that are possible, but also where you can be if you just push yourself a little outside of the norm, a little outside of what feels good. Because in those classes, like I will crank my resistance up so high and I will be barely moving on the bike. And I look around and I see people moving kind of fast and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I look like I'm weak or I'm not trying hard enough or whatever the fuck's going on. But I am judging myself based on others around me. And that's never an accurate depiction of life. Like you might see the person on your Instagram that has this beautiful, amazing relationship that she's posting about all the time, but secretly that person is upset, depressed, is trying to find any sense of joy and validation in those posts instead of what's actually happening in her own life. And we'll take that and we'll critique our own life. Oh, I don't have someone to share this with. My life is less meaningful or I don't have a partner. What is wrong with me? And there's never anything wrong with anybody. Everything in is happening in its divine timing and everything is coming to you in the waves that it needs to. And when you are connected to yourself and connected to your soul and connected to who you're meant to be in this life, the people who need to be there are drawn in. I've said that before. I will say that till I'm blue in the face. It's never your own control of the situation. It's always just taking a step forward and doing the things that are going to make you the happiest. Because if you are not happy in the reality that you're living in, why do you expect that to bring you the life that you want? I always second guess myself on these on these episodes. When I'm recording them, I feel like I am just talking out my fucking ass for an hour. And then I listen back and I cut and I paste and I not paste, but I cut and I rearrange and I get into the nitty-gritty of what I was trying to get out and I find beauty in it. I always do. There's never been one episode where I was like, yeah, no, that's complete trash. I don't even know. And there's even some where like I have some space removed from it. Like the last episode or not the last episode that I posted, but the episode I recorded with Briada that was released, the second episode. If you have not listened to it, go listen to it because that episode had me laughing out loud as I was walking and maybe I just think I'm the most hilarious person in the room or something but I just thought it was a great episode I loved it and as I was re-listening to it um I gained a deeper appreciation because when it was first recorded we both were like "Eh, 
maybe that was just shit. Like, we don't know. It was better than the first one we recorded from season one. That's for sure. Because the first one we recorded in season one, we literally, like, that was the first ever time I had recorded a podcast with somebody. And because I'd recorded one episode before, but it was like two years prior. Or, yeah, two years prior because it was 2020 and that was 2022. Dang. Time flies when you're having fun. But I I just thought it was awful. And I re-listened. I edited it. I took the parts that really shined and I amplified them. And I really do think that is symbolic of what life is. And you're always going to have those moments of like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was not good. Like, mm, I don't want anyone to ever hear that or see that. But then you're going to have in the next moment, something beautiful is going to come out of that. That wouldn't have been there if you hadn't gone along the process of what you had to say. Like I come to these conclusions I just hit the mic, so I hope you didn't hear that, but you probably did because we're just fucking up all the time because that's a beautiful part of the learning process. I sit down every week to fuck up. I don't do it to hear myself talk. I don't do it to hope that someone loves me a little bit more, decides that I'm so great and just... You know, like I'm not trying to do this for any validation but my own. And I see the growth. I see the progress. And that's all that matters. Because the people who support and love me are always going to support and love me. And I'm not looking to get a pat on the back. I'm looking to grow this into something that I believe it can be. And it's going to have bad moments. It's going to have shit that I'm going to look back on in a few years and be like, what the fuck was she saying? Because I've, I'm going to have grown. I'm going to have learned. Anything that you start, you're, you shouldn't strive to be the most amazing person in the beginning. And you should be addicted to the process of growth. I think that's one thing with basketball even. I was very naturally talented when I played basketball to the point where I could beat people and be better than people without putting in any work. And I don't mean that as a brag. Um, I think it's honestly like one of my worst qualities. (laughs) If I were to be honest, I was too good for my own good. I was good enough to like – I could have a game where I scored 18 points, had 18 rebounds, six blocks. Like I could dominate the fuck out of you. But at the same time, I could be inconsistent because next game, like I'm not starting to have a good game. My nerves get in my head and I like flop, not flop. Cause I still like, I was still a great player. It was just like a matter of me getting into my own head and I didn't have the confidence in my craft because it wasn't a craft for me. I showed up to practice because I had to be there. I was good in practice, but I wasn't, I didn't put in the extra time or the extra work. Like you hear stories of like Larry Bird putting up like a hundred shots or like freaking Kobe Bryant going into the gym at 4 a.m. hustling, like being there to outwork everyone in the room. 
I never had that mentality with basketball because the natural talent was always there. I could always fall back on it. It was easy. And then if I didn't try to be like, I hated going to like the skills. I did the skills academies. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I did some work and I was forced to, but I hated being there because I hated the process of being bad at something and some, and other people seeing me fail. Like I always wanted to be seen as a success as she's so great. She can do this, that, and the other, but I was so afraid to fail in front of others. So when they put little like 13 year old or not 13, like maybe like 10, 11, 12 year old me with the high schoolers. Cause I was as big as them. It scared the shit out of me. I didn't want to play with these kids. Like I didn't want to be looked at as like, Oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. So it made me not want to be in the room at all. And I look back on that and I'm sad about that because I think if I had taken that seriously, I don't know where life could have gone with that, but I don't think it was meant to go that way. I think that was meant to be a lesson for me and something that I can apply to my life going forward. I will love to be a failure at this podcast. I will cherish the times where I feel like what I'm saying doesn't mean shit and it sounds like shit. And I hope people are (laughs) looking at it and confused and wondering what the fuck I'm doing, but at least I'm showing up. At least I'm showing up for myself and I'm showing up for something that I believe in. And I may look stupid People might laugh at me for things that I say. People might not agree with me, but I'm showing up for me and I'll never get that back. Like, I don't want to look back on this period of time and say, oh, I didn't do that because I was afraid of what others were going to say. And I think that's come out of the connecting to myself in the past few years that I've just worked on what I want to say, who I want to be, and the person I want to present to the world. Because I'm not presenting that person for other people. I'm presenting that person for myself because I want to be someone that I can be proud proud of. I want to be someone that the younger version of myself would look at and be like, that is my fucking bitch. (laughs) Because that's all like, that's all I want in this life. I want to be proud of who I am. Because no one can take that from you. No one can take your joy. No one can take the pride that you have in yourself. It's a beautiful thing to have. And I truly wish that for everyone. I hope you find that for yourself. I hope you find that sense of something that you're willing to put yourself on the line for. Because if you're afraid of what other people are thinking and that's controlling the actions that you're making in your life, you are playing a losing game, my friend. And I'm not playing to lose anymore. I'm playing to win. And the only way to win is to trust in who you are and what you need in this moment. And only you have the answer to that. You did it. You made it to the end of another episode of Give Em Growth. 
Thank you so much for listening to the rambles, to the love, to the bullshit, to the fucking pure joy that I'm experiencing while making this episode. I'm super thankful and grateful for you. I will never stop saying that. And I love you. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And remember to tune in next week because we're coming every week, baby.